What's up, EJ family? This is Crystal. I'm so excited to continue our EJ chats, and I have a very special guest with us today. I'm very excited. I have my brother, Zachary Williams. Um, We are going to be chatting a big portion about perspectives, perspectives of who God is when you have some awareness of what church is, but then after you actually have a relationship with him. So let's dive in together in this EJ chat today. What's up, Zach? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. I'm super excited, super excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's so funny. We were just chatting about, you know, we got we woke up at like 5.30 and we have kids like sleeping in different parts of the house. I think your <laughs> wife is a little sick on the couch. Like we just, this is some real life stuff to get yep. together. Absolutely. So I really wanted to dive in a bit just because you and I have some background in the church. So we didn't necessarily grow up going to church, but our grandfather was a church of God pastor. And so that had a lot of not the best influences on our mom's perspective of church. And so, you know, she was really not even really sure if God was real. And so we really didn't grow up in the church, but we still had some awareness because it's not like we never had been in the church. So what was like your perspective of God at that time, like before? Yeah. So um, I would say that uh, there, like you said, there's always been an awareness um, because that's just like, it was, you know, our grandfather was a pastor and, and, um, you know, so there's always been that level of understanding that, okay, so there's, there's this creator. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that for me at that point, I was just terrified. Um, because, <laughs> because, uh, to me, it was just, uh, it was like, oh my gosh, there's a punishment, you know, like, oh, like yeah, uh, yeah that, that's all I thought about constantly was, mm. oh yeah, yeah. You're just waiting to be punished for everything you do wrong. Gosh, I kind of forget about like on this other side of things, how much Mm -hmm. that really was in my perspective, too, because I think there's that era of fire and brimstone or whatever. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And it's more about like not going to hell than Mm -hmm. any sort of relationship with the Lord. Right. Exactly. Yes. So if you were thinking mostly about churches as like avoiding punishment, like when do you think that that perspective shifted? Was it after you had become a Christian again? Yes. Wow. Yes. And so that was like, for me, that was a big uh, a, like divide for me because I never got to experience um, the loving relationship of, mm. of Jesus Christ and what he done for us. And so to me, it was just like, oh, I can remember I would open the Bible up and I'd be trying to like read scripture as a scared child. Oh you know? gosh. And yeah. um, and everything that I read, like whenever I'd get to those letters and read, and I was like, it was Jesus' voice, it was always so like aggressive and 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 like <laughs> just because to me it was like you, you yeah. better live right or, or there's a lake of fire waiting for you. Wow. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I guess I, you know, uh often if that's if that's all mm. you have to go off of, uh, you, you're not going to maintain for long, right? You're not going to sure. stay on that path. So uh, sure. I had my divide uh, to where, you know, I kind of stepped away. And um, whenever I met my wife now and we started going to church and I got saved and rededicated, I was like, okay, let me, let me, let me learn this for myself. God bless that woman. Oh, she's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> So then, so then you started trying to like look into it just yourself. Yes. 
And then like, what did you see or what was the shift? Oh my gosh, compassion. So like to, to figure out that like, you know, because with the previous uh, thought process of, oh, there's punishments and there's this, there's, this is what you're waiting for. You, you kind of are leaning on your own self. Right. And so, mm-hmm, yeah. so once, uh, once I found out that, wait, Jesus died for me, you know, and, and right. he gave me this grace and covering and I could never earn this. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I could have done to deserve this. Yeah. And so, so, uh, then I started reading the Bible with so much more like, compassion and wow. love and, and Jesus wasn't using an aggressive voice. Just <laughs> a teacher trying to educate, you know, you're able, you're able <laughs> to see this love stuff that they talk about in scripture. Exactly, exactly. Don't you think that that's the major shift though, is like when you shift your relationship from being something that someone else is telling you about mm-hmm. versus like studying it for yourself. Absolutely. You know, cause I think like when you actually, read Jesus, who is mm-hmm. the word in flesh, you're like, wait a minute, like he's touching lepers, like and nobody mm-hmm. wanted to touch lepers. You know, he's talking to women. What the heck? I think that's enough. I should do an EJ on that. There's so this perspective <laughs> of like Christians hate women and like Jesus loved women. Like yeah. he elevated women and like put them like up way, like just way before. Thank you, Jesus. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. But I love that because I think it, there's that piece about like looking yourself like mm-hmm. I, th- I think and it breaks my heart because so much of like, you know, people that maybe are questioning the faith or, or just like I have friends who just like absolutely like no church is evil. It's a cult. It's like yeah. the worst organized religion mm-hmm. is the worst thing that happened in the world. And and you hear this kind of stuff. And I think it's only because you're looking at people as Jesus, you're expecting people, humans who may or may not even be doing that component of reading scripture, of yeah. like actually pursuing relationship with the Lord, but they put on the stamp of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And you're looking at them saying, Oh, that's what God's like. Um, yeah, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't want any part of that stuff. And like, no, you have to, you have to look at Jesus in in scripture for yourself. And even that can be complicated because you have to you have to spend time and study it yes. because it's, it's not just about like, oh, I, I you know, read a couple verses today or like mm-hmm. I went to Leviticus and like read <laughs> three verses and like, you know, like and and all the word is inspired by God. So but you know what I mean? Yeah, um, there's context like, you know, yeah. there's there's more than just taking a random, you know, how you, you hear about this people that I just open my Bible up, put my mm-hmm. finger on a verse and that spoke to me. And hey, it's like, I did that before now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. You, you know, cause uh, you got to get the full context and really get in there. And, and, um, you know, you just, you got to make room for Jesus. Right. And, and so, yeah. And, and, and to know that the word is living and active and it's like mm-hmm. nothing else that you'll read. And so to fully grasp it, like there's a reason why the corner of your Bible says Selah so many times, like pause, breathe, mm-hmm. because like you didn't really get that, <laughs> you yeah. know, like uh, let's stop and marinate on that for a moment. And so, yeah. so tell me about like your perspective of God now, like, well, how do you see him? What is your relationship like with him? Yeah. Honestly, uh, majority of the time I'm incredibly just thankful yeah. Um, because I'm surrounded by things that I just didn't deserve, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then um to have like that loving father 
you know, yeah. that I can just go to him anytime. Like, here's my, here's my vent. Like mm. if he knows me, he knows my heart, like mm-hmm. you're about to get all of that, all of this. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, so now there's just like a lot of a uh, curiosity, I would say mm. like, yeah. like, a, like expectancy. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I mm. want to communicate and I want to hear them and, mm. and you can see them everywhere. You yeah, know? for sure. For yeah. sure my main perspective now of God is just like really um, unconditional love, you know? Yeah. And I think you've shared how that impacts the way that like you want to be a father and like the way that you Mm want to take care of your children and, and that sort of stuff. And, you know, a lot of people don't, I think that that impedes a lot of people's perspective and relationship that they can have with God is their humanly earthly father relationship. And like you and I have been blessed that like our childhood was with like a dad that we, you know, definitely like he, I mean, a lot of things, he was not a Christian, but like there were boundaries and there were, there was love. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't get that balance between the boundaries and the love. Absolutely. So here's a question for you. Okay. Go for it. Do you ever feel that mentality of punishment and harshness? Like, does it creep back in sometimes? Um, honestly, I mean, not to the level. Um, yeah. There's a, you know, obviously there's conviction, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm doing something wrong, it's like, hey, yeah, come, come on, let's, <laughs> let's do let's do better. And so instead of like uh, looking at it like, um getting whipped every time I turn around mm-hmm. it's, it's more like here's the guide rails like oh, oh yeah you're straining, you're, you're straining a little bit let's get back on this path let's get, you know let's get back over here yeah well, that's this awesome. is the direction I want you to go yeah <laughs> that's awesome so Zach and I have this um rich resource of um pastors like we have a lot of Jesus teachers in our family mm-hmm. you know I, I think that it's rare I, I don't think that I know many people that have that foundation. You know, sometimes I think about it in the way of because like our mom kind of she has like a loving, wonderful relationship with the Lord now. But like because mm-hmm. our parents did divorce and they went through those things and they weren't in the church, yeah. we did get pretty removed from a lot of that at like young ages where it could have molded us in a way. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes like. I've had moments where I'm studying scripture, like I get up early, I'm studying scripture and like I have my commentary next to it because I'm like, I don't really understand this. Like, what are you saying here? And I like pull my commentary and I look mm-hmm. at it just to get some more context. And then I think, wow, oh, what if I could call my papa? <laughs> you know, like what if like I was confused about scripture and I could call him and get, mm-hmm. what if he could be my commentary? But, you know, he, he passed and 2017 and so like I grieve that a little bit like man I there was that rich resource and that I didn't get and like the other day I was studying and I was having that moment and I just kind of sat there a little bit sad and I was like man I you know because of the sin because of Mm -hmm. the brokenness like I didn't get his wisdom like I didn't get that depth not because it wasn't there but because I wasn't interested you know and I just kind of like, you know, hard things. You just like, sometimes you sweep it to the side. Like, all right, I'll think more about that later. Mm-hmm. And like, I just felt the Lord was like, no, 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 pause here for a minute. Because yeah. what a legacy that you're up with your Bible open, mm-hmm. cross-referencing, you know, 
with commentary. Like what a legacy you are to him. Mm -hmm. And so just to like, like, I don't know about like people looking down on you in heaven and all that stuff, but like if he did, like how pleasing would it be to him? And and also it's the, the great thing is that even despite not having, you know, all those deep conversations and everything, seeds were obviously sown. Yeah, for sure. You know, and and in good fertile soil, you know. Yeah. And so and so I think that, that that's that's incredible how much of an impact that like people can have without actually like spending like he it's not like he caught a crystal, let me read you all of these scriptures, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But for like to to sow those seeds and it's like I want to make sure that I do the same, you know. Oh, <laughs> like, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like you just think about like I mean, even like with Jonathan and David. So Jonathan and David, like Jonathan was such a committed, loyal friend to David and and Jonathan died. But it was like, hey, Jonathan's son got a blessing for that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of thinking about what sort of things you're setting up for your children. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. So being someone whose perspective was not always church, right? Mm-hmm. So we lived in the world a bit <laughs> between Guilty, time. guilty. Yeah, uh-huh, yep. So like being someone who has kind of experienced a touch of church, a lot of touch of the world, and then coming back into the church with some of those shifted perspectives, because you actually did mingle with sin, you actually did see sin, and then coming back into the church. Like, what do you, what do you hope the future looking forward, like, what are things that you have the church grows or how, how it may look even more like Jesus in the future? Well, two things. Uh, one real quick. One thing I would say to the uh, the people that are kind of listening, um, and maybe they're not fully there yet. Um, you know, a lot of people, whenever they're looking at Christians, they look at us like we gave up stuff. Mm. And and so one point that I'd love to make is that going from transitioning from completely living in the world to rededication is I lost nothing and gained everything. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so, Mm. uh, super thankful for that. Um, but, uh, for the church, let's see, there's, there's a few things that I'd like Mm. to see. Um, one, I would, uh, I I would love to see, uh, uh, the, the church, uh, the people in the church to be a, uh, um, a family. So like mm. whenever you, whenever you come in the door, I would like for it, to, it, your, it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter, um, what your tax bracket is. Like mm. everybody gets in there and it's just like, instantly like loving it. And, and, and I'm seeing that I'm seeing that a lot more and I, and I love it. And, yeah, um, for sure. and then sometimes, uh, the, the word can get trapped inside of the four walls. Mm-hmm. Um, so it becomes more of a, um, yeah, yeah, it's here. Come get it. You know, uh, if yeah. you want to come get it, uh, I, I think I would One like, hour. To see, <laughs> yeah, I think I would like to see more, uh, churches out in communities and yeah. like serving the people and, mm. you know, and, and just spreading, spreading Jesus, you know, and like doing good works. What's so cool about both of those things that you're talking about is like, that doesn't require the pastor. Exactly. That requires the people, you Mm -hmm. know? And so like, I think that's just a call to each one of us to kind of step outside of your comfort zone and uh, reach out to the people around you. What does it matter if you don't know them at all, or if you knew them in high school or whatever, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 like this, you know, 
the the world knows us by our love for one another and like even like even being so I've been to like church events where it's like there's this big point of like recognizing the the special person in the crowd you know like oh mayor business owner whatever whoever this person is on the front row Mm -hmm. thank you so much for being here yeah and like I I kind of get that but at the same time like homie yeah dude in the back row who like stumbled in last minute like if there should be no difference there should be no elevation yeah or like that single mom that somehow got all three of her kids up and at church it's like okay Homie, like if you ain't recognizing this chick, like this Mm -hmm. dude over here. And so I know there's layers of that. And obviously we have flesh and whatnot. And yeah. And and there's reason, you know, whatever. All the ultimately you looking at man. That's Mm -hmm. it. You know, you're looking at the outside. Mm -hmm. Um, but we get to shift culture. You don't have to Mm -hmm. wait on a leader to tell you to do that. You you don't have to wait on someone else to say, all right, now it's time that we're gonna go love somebody at the huddle house or Mm -hmm. wherever. No, no, no. You don't have to wait on anybody to direct you because it's in scripture because Jesus said, do it, love, right? Love me, love others as yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, nobody needs to prompt you to do that. No, exactly. And that brings up another good point is I would like to see, uh, I was in a uh, customer's office the other day and uh, she said, uh, she said, well, you know, my, such and such does a lot of churching, you know, and I've never, <laughs> yeah. I've never heard it put like that, but, uh, but you know, you could see it though. You can see that like, like people that, you know, they come in and you know, that's, they just sit on the pew and go through it. And, and, you know, I, I would just love to see more people in the church wanting to, to work, to put mm-hmm. in, put in more. Well, and that's, that's the point of scripture, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's not to be hearers, but to be doers. Exactly. And I think especially in like, you know, we grew up in a small town, like in smaller town areas where it's just kind of easy to ebb and flow within what's always been. And it might be a Mm -hmm. little awkward to start going and talking to X, Y, or Z. And it's just like, you know what? No. You know what? Like the Lord can push past boundaries and catapult and unify because that's his heart. You know, the very last prayer that Jesus prayed on earth was that his church would be unified, <laughs> you know, and and he knew how different we would all be. It wasn't like, oh, you know, I want all the, you know, tall blonde chicks. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a community over here. And then all these dudes with beards, they're over on the left. You know, yeah. it's just like, no, no, no. Community across everybody who's different. You know, and, that's the beauty. And that brings up get out of my head that brings up my next point that i that i would love to see for the uh, the church is um is i would like to see the divide between churches just diminish because oh, yeah. it, it can often be like oh this is this church and this is this church and mm-hmm. it's like hey we are all um working towards the same goal the big here. C church yeah yeah and so at, at the end of the day it's like I would love to see churches work together and yeah. like put pool resources. Like, Hey, I got four people that are like eager to work. How many do you have? You got three. Yeah. Let's get together. Dude. All right. <laughs> so I have to shout out to my church in Waycross, Georgia. So we are in Athens now. Um, in Waycross, Georgia, we went to a church called destination church 
in Blackshear, Georgia. And I don't, you know, I wasn't very familiar about, you know, Waycross history and Weir County versus Pierce County and all that stuff. Cause like I didn't grow up there. None of that stuff meant anything to me, but it means some stuff to people. Like I had patients who would come in and like, I'm like, oh, so you're from the area, blah, blah. But I'm from Pierce County. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but it means something to you. I don't know. So, so anyway, so this church is kind of like in between, like it's technically in Blackshear, but it's like right at the edge of Ware County. And this is like their heart. And so they have created this thing called One Church. And so they have combined like with a lot of other churches in the area um, to do like they did this massive serve days, like across denominations, like race, you know, all the things like came together and serve the community. And they have like these worship rallies all together. And so Shout out to Destination Church and the One Church family. And yeah, you guys go check it out and it, copy it. it. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I would like to show love uh, to Destination also just because, um, you know, they they did like whenever uh, our uh, my pastor went to an event at mm-hmm. that church yeah. and he was uh, he was given the pastor's heart. He's like, hey, like, hey, I want to be a church that serves. I want to feed the community. I want to do these food drives. And he's like, you need food? Like we'll, we we'll get you all the food you need to hand out, you know. And so, so, so it was awesome. It was like it was like he didn't care. He didn't care that he he took himself out of the the light. If you think about it, because he's yeah. like giving this other church all of the resources, and he doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. He's like, hey, you as somebody's benefiting from this, awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Shout out Destination Church. We love you. <laughs> So I have another question for you. I would love for you to share with the EJ people, the Everyday Jesus family. How do you do it? How do you experience Jesus every single day? Whew, got chills thinking about it. Um, <laughs> so uh, so uh, shout out to my wife. She's a very structured person. Like She's <laughs> like, this is my time. This is what I do every day. I, <laughs> I, however, I'm not like that. So no. I, don't, I don't have the, uh, the I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and read scripture every day. Um, but what I do do is, is whenever I wake up, I center myself on Jesus. And, I, and so mm-hmm. I'll pray and I'll say, you know, thank you. I pray that this day that, that I grow closer to you and that you use me to impact somebody else today. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to guide and direct me. And so I think that whenever you start your day by yeah. making room for mm-hmm. Jesus, and also it's like you're you're turning on your your awareness. You know what it's I mean? Like your Jesus headphones. Exactly. My <laughs> Jesus, my Jesus headphones are on. And then um, and then I think that you see him in the so many different places, you, mm. you know, I might be driving and, you know, a, a lyric to a song speak to me deeper than it would. Mm. Or whenever I'm at the, the grocery store and I'm checking out and I have this conversation with this cashier, it's like, oh, look, yeah. there's, there's Jesus in this. And so mm. uh, I would say that I experience Jesus daily by pointing my compass towards him first thing in the morning. That's it. Like just setting it up, getting your eyes and heart ready to see him and being open to that. And that also requires you to pause in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of times we don't want to do that. It's like, oh, well, I feel some weird connection with this lady at the cashier <laughs> at the register or whatever. But like also I got to go, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like allowing yourself time to pause. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. So you guys, 
do that, right? So wake up, put on your Jesus headphones, tell him you're ready to hear and receive and and look for him in those moments to see in Jesus every day, man. So good. Thank you so much for tuning in today as we continued our EJ Chat series. Next week, we're going to be talking about depression and what to do when it feels like we've just lost direction in our lives, how we love on those people in our lives who are suffering with depression. You do not want to miss that next episode with my wonderful friend, Gabby Glan. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to leave us a review. And until next time, just remember every day, Jesus. Jesus.